Welcome to Workplace English Pod, a great way to improve your English on the go. Workplace English Pod is brought to you by Workplace English Training ePlatform, the internet's largest business English resource for learners and teachers of business English. You can subscribe to Workplace English Training ePlatform at www.workplace-english-training.com and get access to podcast transcripts, study notes, interactive exercises, and thousands of additional resources in the training center. Small talk with colleagues. Many of you will be working for international companies where you come into daily contact with foreigners. Some of whom will be native English speakers. Whether you're working face to face with a foreign colleague in your office, or just bump into a foreigner you know in your company canteen, a corridor, a lift, or when you are arriving or leaving work, you'll need to make some conversation. You don't always need to talk about work, although this is what you have in common, and it's easier to talk about things that you both know about. Social conversations are important when you want to build better relationships with people, and when you want to develop closer friendships. If you want to become more than just work colleagues, you'll need to talk about things other than work. Marcel and Donna, two colleagues at AEN Publicity, are chatting at the water cooler. They don't really know each other very well, but are quite happy to exchange a few words. The conversation is very informal, so you may come across some interesting new words and expressions. Hi, Donna. What's new? Nothing really. Are you guys busy in the accounts department? Yeah, pretty busy. We've been trying to land a new client, so we've been burning the midnight oil a lot lately. Wow, must be hard to have a social life. Yeah, you can say that again. I haven't been out in ages. What department do you work in again? In the finance department, nothing much ever changes there. We have a new credit manager, and she's been learning the ropes, so that takes time. How long have you been working for AEN? Gosh, so long I can hardly remember when I first came here. Yeah, I've been just over a year myself. It's not bad, really. Certainly a lot better than my last place. Which was where? At this big insurance company, boring with a capital B. You didn't, by any chance, work for Sema Insurance, did you? No. Why do you ask? I seem to remember Ken telling me that someone in auditing worked for them a while back. It's just that a good friend of mine is the accounts manager there. No, I was working for Bell Insurance, but I know a few of the guys from Sema. They were just around the corner from us, and we used to bump into them in the local restaurants. I heard Bell is a pretty decent company to work for. Yeah, they were, but I just needed a change. That's all. After a few years in one place, I get itchy feet and need to find a new challenge. Are you the same? Not really. I'm afraid to admit I've been here ever since I left school. I'm a lifer. Really? That does surprise me. Hey, you know what? I have to hit the road. I'm meeting some colleagues at this joint across the street for a few beers. Sounds good. Wanna come? Hey, I'd love to, but I've still got at least another hour of work left. I'll come over as soon as I can. Hey, no worries. We'll be there until nine or ten at least. Come and join us when you're done. And after that, who knows? The night is young. Yeah, thanks, Marcel. I'll see you later. You probably noticed that there was quite a bit of informal language in the dialogue. So, in this debrief, 
we're going to focus mainly on these more casual words and expressions, which you would most likely only hear in conversation. Marcel greets Donna by saying, Hi, Donna. What's new? What's new is a very casual greeting which you would use with someone you know quite well. If you say, What's new? It just means, What's happening? Or, What have you been doing? Some other common casual greetings are, What's up? and How's it going? All these greetings basically mean the same thing, and their purpose is just to say hello and start a conversation. Marcel later asks, Are you guys busy in the accounts department? Guys used to only mean men in the past, but now, when used in a general sense, it can refer to women too. So when Marcel says, You guys, he's asking about all the people, men and women, who work in the accounts department. Let's hear some more examples. Come on, you guys, let's go. Hey guys, what are you up to today? What do you guys think of my idea? Donna responds by saying, Yeah, pretty busy. We've been trying to land a new client, so we've been burning the midnight oil a lot lately. First, she says she's pretty busy. The adverb pretty means quite but not very. So if you don't mean quite, and you don't mean very when describing how good or bad something is, pretty means something in between. Listen to these examples. I've got a pretty good idea of how to get there. The movie was pretty good. I'm pretty sure we'll get that contract. Donna says, we've been trying to land a new client. Here, she's using a fishing idiom. We talk about landing a fish or catching a fish. To land a new client is to secure a contract with a new client. Then Donna says, So we've been burning the midnight oil a lot lately. To burn the midnight oil means to work late. It doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be working until midnight, though. Let's now listen to their next exchange again. Wow, must be hard to have a social life. Yeah, you can say that again. I haven't been out in ages. What department do you work in again? Marcel makes a comment about Donna's social life. A social life is the life you have with your friends outside of work. Donna responds by saying, Yeah, you can say that again. However, she is not asking Marcel to repeat his comment. We use the phrase, you can say that again, to show that we completely agree with what someone has said. Let's hear a couple more examples. Peter's been really lucky to land such a good job. You can say that again especially when the economy is so bad. I hear you've been having a few problems with the new software. You can say that again. It's really difficult to use. Donna also says, I haven't been out in ages. She doesn't mean that she's never been out of the office. The phrasal verb to go out means to do something outside of the office or home that you like doing, such as shopping, eating in restaurants, going to bars, or going to the cinema. It refers to someone's social life. When she says she hasn't been out in ages, she's saying she hasn't done any social activity for a long time. Let's listen to their next exchange again. What department do you work in again? In the finance department. 
Nothing much ever changes there. We have a new credit manager, and she's been learning the ropes, so that takes time. When talking about the new credit manager, Donna says she's been learning the ropes. To learn the ropes is a common idiom originating from shipping. When a new person started working on a ship, one of the first things they had to do was climb the ship's ropes to handle the sails. So to learn the ropes means to learn how to do a new job or activity. Let's hear another exchange to see how this idiom is used. How are you settling into the job? Slowly, it's taking me quite a while to learn the ropes. When describing her previous job, Donna says, "At this big insurance company, boring with a capital B." She says her job was boring with a capital B. By saying with a capital B, she is stressing that her job was very boring. We can apply this phrase to almost any adjective to stress the adjective. However, we generally only use the phrase with negative adjectives. Listen to these examples. How was the movie? It was dull with a capital D. Did you enjoy your flight? No, I didn't. It was bumpy with a capital B. You'll encounter a lot of phrasal verbs in conversational English, so it's a good idea to become familiar with the more common ones. Just so you can at least understand them, Donna talks about the staff of another insurance company close to her old office. She says, "Now I was working for Bell Insurance, but I know a few of the guys from Sema. They were just around the corner from us, and we used to bump into them in the local restaurants." She mentions that we used to bump into them in the local restaurants. The phrasal verb to bump into. Means to meet someone you know when you have not planned to meet them. Here are some more examples to show how bump into is used. I bumped into an old school friend in town today. You'll never guess who I bumped into today. If you bump into anyone I know at the party, say hi to them for me, will you? In their next exchange, listen out for that adverb. Pretty, we talked about earlier. I heard Bell is a pretty decent company to work for. Yeah, they were, but I just needed a change. That's all. After a few years in one place, I get itchy feet and need to find a new challenge. Are you the same? Donna says, after a few years in one place, I get itchy feet and need to find a new challenge. Donna gets itchy feet. What would you do if you got itchy feet? You'd probably want to move around. So the phrase "to get itchy feet" means to start to want to travel or do something different. Listen to these examples. After three years in the job, she began to get itchy feet. Whenever I watch travel programs on TV, I get itchy feet. After Donna asks Marcel if he ever gets itchy feet and wants to move to another job, Marcel replies, "Not really." I'm afraid to admit I've been here ever since I left school. I'm a lifer. Marcel says, "I'm a lifer." This phrase originates from prison. A lifer is someone who has been punished by being put in prison for a very long time, or in the U.S. until they die. So Marcel is being humorous here. He is joking that he'll be with the company until he dies. 
Towards the end of the conversation, Marcel indicates that he needs to go. He says, Hey, you know what? I have to hit the road. I'm meeting some colleagues at this joint across the street for a few beers. Marcel says, I have to hit the road. Some English idioms must sound very strange if taken literally. And that's exactly the reason why we call them idioms, because we cannot take them literally. Marcel isn't going to hit the road in the true sense of the phrase. It means he's going to leave. Let's hear another example. I'd love to stay longer, but I must be hitting the road. Is it time to hit the road? It's getting quite late. In the final exchange, Marcel asks Donna if she'd like to join him and some colleagues for a drink later. Let's listen. Wanna come? Hey, I'd love to, but I've still got at least another hour of work left. I'll come over as soon as I can. Hey, no worries. We'll be there until nine or ten, at least. Come and join us when you're done. And after that, who knows? The night is young. Yeah, thanks, Marcel. I'll see you later. Marcel asks, Wanna come? Wanna is just short for, Do you want to? So he's asking, Do you want to come? Gonna is another common abbreviated form, meaning going to. Let's hear both abbreviations used in one exchange. Wanna go now? Yeah, just a minute. I'm going to make a quick call. After Donna says she can't leave for at least another hour, Marcel says, no worries. This is just an informal way of saying no problem or don't worry about it. Listen to this example. I'm sorry I can't come to your party on Saturday. No worries. There will always be another one. Marcel suggests that they will go on to another bar later in the evening. He says, the night is young. If you say the night is young, you mean it's still early and there's plenty of time to go out and have fun. Here's another example of how the phrase is used. I think I better be heading home now. Why? The night is still young. The language of spoken English, especially the English spoken by native speakers, is quite different in a number of ways to written English. Native speakers tend to use a lot of idioms, phrasal verbs, and colloquial expressions. And they often use humor, which non-native speakers may find difficult to understand, since much humor is culturally based. Non-native English speakers would be advised to become familiar with the most common idioms, phrasal verbs, and informal expressions, just to help their ability to listen and follow a conversation. Using informal language in the right way takes a lot of time and practice. You can subscribe online at www.workplace-english-training.com.